We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So you may have started noticing that there's some strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not actually beer. It's mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called liquid death. Why is this water called liquid death? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They'll also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. See, what you may not know is that most plastic isn't actually recyclable anymore, and the plastic you throw in a recycling bin actually just gets sent to a landfill because it's not profitable to recycle. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. So go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with our store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash packaday, P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Happy Packers game day! As much of a bummer as it is, we've only got probably six of these left, so it's still worth enjoying every second of one of these games. I'd be remiss not to say that, and and let me preface this by saying 
I fully understand how spoiled that we have been as a franchise for the past 30 plus years with basically playing for playoff football at this time of year, every single year. Uh, But I'd be remiss to say if I wasn't a little bit bummed that this isn't a bigger game. It feels like if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that the Eagles were the NFC's top team and the Packers were heading into Philadelphia to face them, that this would be some level of an epic showdown. And instead, it just feels like... um, not the same uh, is probably the best way to put it. It feels like, again, this should be probably two of the top teams in the NFC facing off. And instead, it's a really impressive Philadelphia Eagles team against one of the more disappointing teams in the entirety of the NFL. But as I mentioned at the onset, there's only six of these left. So I know personally, I'm going to enjoy every single one of these, see what areas of the team can still improve, see if they can pick up some wins and kind of go from there because there is a lot for Green Bay still to take away from this season. And to be fair, they're not mathematically eliminated quite yet. So if your hope is that they win the next 10 games in a row and hoist the Lombardi trophy, I will certainly not take that hope from you. Uh, I uh, do not believe that that's going to happen, but that's why we play the games. And like I said, either way, uh, these, these games are a finite resource. We only get so many every single year. And, uh, you know, it could be a uh, Titans, uh, Bengals, you know, third preseason game, and I could be glued to the TV. So you bet that I'm going to be enjoying this Packers Eagles game, no matter what the records say. And this is still a, a really good test for the Green Bay Packers. And I'm excited to see how they're going to respond to this after finally, finally, finally getting some rest after a mini bye week coming off of Thursday night football. So that's my spiel to begin with. I'm going to get into my 10 keys to the, you know, to the game and kind of what I'll be watching. Before we get there, we did have a couple of transactions on Saturday. The Packers did elevate two practice squad players for the game, Innes Gaines and Patrick Taylor. So I think we're safe in saying the Packers season is solved. It's fixed. It's like everything we ever needed. Innes Gaines and Patrick Taylor are here to save the day. Uh, I say in jest, but I like both of these players. They're both clearly special teams players who are there for um, you know emergency depth and special teams only, uh, but two good call-ups for Green Bay, and we'll see if they can make any impact on Sunday. All right, let's jump in right away to the 10 keys to this game and what I will be watching for as I do every single game day. Number one on my list has been, I think, on the list every single week, uh, but it is establishing the running game. And We don't need to go into huge detail as to why it's been important for Green Bay. Uh, We can just simply let you know what's sort of been successful against the Eagles these past two weeks. And the running game for both the Commanders who beat the Eagles and the Colts who should have probably beat the Eagles, you know, wasn't exactly great. But it was a huge reason, in my opinion, why they were able to stay in the game, keep the game close, and ultimately for the Commanders actually win the game. Commanders running backs in that game, in the game that the Commanders beat the Eagles just two weeks ago, carried 40 times in that game. So you might be thinking, okay, so the Commanders ran the ball 40 times, clearly at least four yards per carry, maybe five yards per carry. They probably were somewhere between 160 and 200 yards on the ground with those 40 carries. Wasn't the case at all. They averaged 3.25 yards per carry and only got 130 yards on the ground. It wasn't like they kept running because they were getting five yards a clip. They kept running because they knew it was important to keep the Eagles off balance, to keep that Eagles pass rush uh, you know, under wraps a little bit, to give their defense a rest. It was complimentary football, and it worked really well, and it gave the commanders a chance to win, and lo and behold, they came out with a win in that game. 
Jonathan Taylor, similarly, they ran him 22 times, only got 84 yards, 3.8 yards per carry, a little bit better than the commanders did. But again, allowed them not to be one-dimensional, allowed them to stay in the game, ball control offense, keep their defense off the field a little bit, and it gave them a puncher's chance to win that game. And they had every opportunity at the end, you know, tip your cap to the Eagles for getting a touchdown at the end, coming up with a win against the Colts. But Colts and Commanders, the last two weeks were right there against these teams. The, the Commanders won, the Colts just barely lost. And it's not like these are two of the top teams in the NFL and the Commanders and the Colts. So, you know, the Eagles have shown a little bit you know, of a flaw here or there that hopefully Green Bay can take advantage of. But in order to do that, they're going to have to not only establish their running game, and maybe establish the running game isn't even the right term here. It's just that they're going to have to stick with it and make it a real true focal point of this offense. Because if they get away with it, if they become one-dimensional, if they start doing their spread out offense and go through some three and outs and things like that, it's just probably going to get out of hand rather fast. So keeping with the running game and making Aaron Jones an extreme focal point of this offense. Like I said, I think we've gone over it every single week, uh, but it's still a huge key in this game. Number two, the Eagles are a team very similar to the, uh, the Tennessee Titans, who the Packers just lost to, that will punch you in the face on both sides of the ball. They will win the line of scrimmage. This is an extremely talented offensive line. This is an extremely talented defensive front. And it's not just talented. They are strong and physical and want to punch you in the face. That's not something Green Bay has done well with over the course of the last handful of seasons. Green Bay wants to play a little bit more of a finesse brand of football. They want to put points on the board. They want to get ahead. They want to allow their cover corners to be able to play cover corner, use their speed along the edges, and play more of a pass-oriented game. It hasn't gone that well for Green Bay. Uh, They don't have the ability to put up a bunch of points, and instead, they're getting dictated to by these teams like the 49ers in the playoffs last year, like the Titans, like this Eagles team. So they're going to have to be the team in this game that does some punching, they're going to have to do some blitzing because they don't have a Rashawn Gary against this extremely talented Eagles offensive line. They're going to have to be the team that runs the football and tries to punch the Eagles defensive front in the mouth a little bit. And again, this is not a brand of football that the Packers like to play, but they are coming off a little bit more rest. They are more rested than the Eagles. And I want to see the Green Bay Packers actually go into an opposing team stadium against a really good football team who wants to play physical and say, you know what? We can play physical too, and we can throw a punch or two as well. And we're going to go in there and we're going to throw a few punches. That's what I mean. They're going to have to set the tone by running the football. They're going to have to bring some blitzes. You know what? Just try to dictate the game on your terms and go out there and play a smash mouth brand of football. It's not your MO. It's not what you're known for, but you know what? At some point, you got to change things up a little bit. And at some point, you've got to give, you have to recognize where the NFL is at right now. This is not, we, we saw it against the Lions. We saw it against the Titans. This is not an offense that you have that can just go out and put up 35 points on the board. So you're going to have to play complimentary football. You're going to have to run the ball. Just find a way to embrace it. And you know what? Like I said, for the first time in a while, go punch the other team in the mouth. And just to kind of reiterate that Titans point for just a second, This is a souped up Tennessee Titans team that just punched the Packers in the mouth at Lambeau with basically their season on the line. And this Eagles team is better. Their offensive line is way better. I know they don't have a Derrick Henry, but they have a much better quarterback. They have much better wide receivers. They have a much better defense and they play a very similar brand of football. So uh, this is, like I said, this is a souped up 
Tennessee Titans team that just went to Lambeau and beat you with your season on the line. So Green Bay is going to have to find a little bit of a different formula. And like I said, if I'm Green Bay, I'm coming out punching and I'm coming out saying, you know what? We're going to dictate to you. We're going to do what we want. And we're going to start by running the football. We'll see if they can actually do it, but I'd like to see Green Bay throw uh, the, the first few punches rather than being dictated to and having Philly come out and play their brand of football and just get run over. Because again, this is a brand of football that Green Bay has not been successful with as of late. Number three, communication is going to be extremely important on both sides of the ball. On the offensive side, communicating blitzes, communicating uh, the calls up front for the offensive line, because this, this Philadelphia front, as I mentioned, is extremely talented. And on the defensive side of the ball, and I tweeted this out on Saturday, there is next to zero chance, and rightfully so, that Joe Barry plays almost, you know, He's going to play very minimal man coverage against Jalen Hurts. So really quick for those who are wondering why, if you have a mobile quarterback, the last thing that you want to do is have your corners turn and run with the wide receivers. Because what does that see? Jalen Hurts drops back to pass. He goes through his progressions. And what does he see? He sees number 23 and he sees Alexander on the back of the jersey. He sees Douglas back of the jersey. He sees Amos and Savage. Maybe he sees their face, but they're way, way back playing too deep safety. He sees, um, you know, who's ever, whether it's Darnell Savage in the slot or Keyshawn Nixon, whoever it is, he sees him backtracking back. And he sees all these defensive backs running away from him with their back to him. So what does that allow him to do? It allows him to go through his progressions, one, two, and then all of a sudden, maybe he sees some pressure. All right, all I have to do is find a small crease and I can go. You might say, okay, well, what about Quay Walker, Andy? Like, how about we just spy Quay Walker? We can play some man coverage. We can spy Quay Walker. Okay, you can do a little of that. That it's certainly within the realm of possibility. But if you're going to spy Quay, now you're one less number, like actually being able to play, you know, whether you want to go zone or now you've got to have somebody else account for the running back. It complicates your math a little bit on the defensive side of the ball when you're playing man coverage. Uh, but the other thing is that it's a, a really limiting some of your pressure packages and bringing Quay as well, because, and, and maybe most importantly, now you're really forced to get home with your four pass rushers with Preston Smith, JJ Nigbari, Kenny Clark, and who's that, you know, whether it's Dean Lowry, Jerron Reed, et cetera. And those guys have not shown a propensity to get home against bad offensive lines, much less one of the best offensive lines in football. So you could have Quay spy, you could have everyone else in man, you could have, you know, your two safeties deep, you can do that. But now if your front four does not get home, you know, Jalen Hurts has all day to throw the football. And I don't think you want to be, you know, manning up against, you know, Devontae Smith and AJ Brown through the entirety of a game without getting pressure on the quarterback. So Joe Barry's a bit in a, between a rock and a hard place, because if he plays man, Jalen Hurts can run. If he plays man with a spy, uh, Jalen Hurts probably going to have a lot of time to throw the football. If he plays zone, you're going to limit some of the run, but Green Bay's zone defense has been brutal and they haven't been able to communicate on the defensive side of the ball. And if he starts bringing pressure, that sounds good. And like I said, I would do a lot of that moving forward. But if you allow Hertz to get through a crease, now he's going to run for days. Or if they call a screen pass, a draw, they get through, you know, you, you have the ability to get burnt on some of those sort of things as well. So like I said, Joe Barry's you know, a bit between a rock and a hard place, but either way, it's going to be extremely important on both sides of the ball that Green Bay does a better job of communicating in this game. Number four, Aaron Rodgers cannot take sacks in this game. 
This is an extremely talented defensive front. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Indomitian Sue, Milton Williams, Linval Joseph, Javon Hargrave, who's one of the most underrated players in the league. Josh Sweat, who's an underrated player as well. Really good football player. Robert Quinn, Hassan Reddick, another extremely underrated player. Like This is a dominant defensive front who wants to get after the quarterback. And if you take sacks, you are going to be behind the chains and you're just in absolute no man's land because then what happens either, you know, you're taking sacks on, you know, third down, which is you're basically turning the ball over, or if it's on early downs, you're allowing them now to get into their pressure packages as well on second and third and long. So it's going to be incredibly important for Aaron to get rid of the football, uh, you know, go through his progressions quickly. And if not, find his checkdowns, get rid of the football and not take sacks in this game. Because a lot of times with this defensive front, those sacks can turn into fumbles as well. Number five, Green Bay cannot leave points on the field. Whether that's executing in the red zone, whether that's getting points off of turnovers, whether that's, you know, not allowing or, you know, not losing points because of missed extra points or blocked extra points, whether that's, you know, converting on fourth down to keep drives alive, whatever it may be, if they are in an oppor- you know, in, in an opportunity to get points, they have to get points. This is an Eagles team that can score on you. And this is an Eagles team that is going to make you grind for every single yard and every single point that you get. So if you're actually in a position to get points, you cannot squander those opportunities. And like I said, Green Bay has found fun and unique and exciting new ways to find ways to lose points in just about every single game this year. They can't do that in this game. They're going to have to get every point that's available to them. And like I said, like simple things like missed extra points or blocked extra points could be the difference in the game if Green Bay's keeping it close. So they absolutely cannot leave points on the field in this one. Number six, control AJ Brown. And yes, there's a lot of weapons for Philadelphia. They're a very, you know, talented offense, defense, special teams, etc. But number six is controlling AJ Brown. The commanders, a big reason they were able to win that game, AJ Brown, six catches, 39 yards. The Colts, a big reason why they were able to stay in that game, AJ Brown, five catches, 60 yards. Over his last two games combined, in two games the Eagles did lose and almost lost, 11 catches, 99 yards, nine yards per catch, no, you know, he, he didn't get a hundred yards total combined in those two games. You have to find a way to control him. And yes, very much easier said than done, but he is the spark plug to their offense. If he gets going, you are in for an extremely long day. You cannot let him be the big time playmaker. And yes, it you know kind of goes back to week one against the Minnesota Vikings. You let Justin Jefferson get going, it's going to be a long day. What happened? They let Justin Jefferson get going. It was a long day and the Vikings won easily. If AJ Brown follows a similar, you know, similar formula, Packers probably don't have much of a chance in this one. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Beer? In the water section? You've piqued my interest, Liquid Death. Okay, so it's not actually beer. It's mountain spring water from the Alps, but it sure as heck looks like a beer when you first see it. And it should pique your interest too because Liquid Death is the incredible new product that looks like a can of beer, but is actually water that comes in sparkling still and three delicious flavors. We've been downing can after can of Liquid Death at my house and everyone's always interested. What are you drinking? What is that? Did Xaver just drink a beer? It's been downright fantastic. And best of all, the water is actually incredible. Listen, I am not a water guy, and sparkling water never really did it for me, but even I can't get enough of the lime liquid death, which we have been going through like crazy. So it's fun, it's delicious, and it's actually better for the environment because you aren't adding more plastic bottles to your local landfills. I love the tall boys of Liquid Death, and I know you're going to as well. If you haven't checked them out yet, you should probably fix that right now and get to a store immediately. You can find Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash packaday. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday. Number seven, sometimes you need to get a little bit lucky-ish. Fumbles aren't always luck. You're usually doing your best to force fumbles as well. But another key reason why the Commanders and Colts were able to stay in those games, Eagles lost five fumbles in the last two weeks. Three against the Commanders, two against the Colts. That helps if you're trying to keep it close and keep the game competitive in a game where you're going against a really good football team, them turning the ball over on numerous occasions and you know getting some fumbles to bounce your way can go a very long way. Now, I say luck-ish because, again, fumbles aren't all luck. You have to do your job to generate those fumbles, whether that's sack fumbles, whether that's getting the ball out down the field, you know, peanut punching it, whatever you need to do to get that ball loose, you need to do that. But Green Bay just probably needs a couple balls to bounce their way in this one just like the the Commanders did, just like the Colts did in keeping those games close against the Eagles. Number eight, have to, have to, have to beware of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Six interceptions on the year, five in his last five games has been an absolute revelation for them as a, uh, you know, somebody they traded for earlier in the season from the New Orleans Saints. And he will find ways to get his hands on the football. I know he, you know, is going to be itching for a pick against Aaron Rodgers. Darius Slay this week said that he is trying to get a pick against Rodgers so he can put it on his Mount Rushmore of, you know, interception balls that he's kept in his collection. Either way, you got to beware of these Philadelphia defensive backs, but especially right now with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the way that he's been playing. Number nine is it is time to spam Christian Watson. And I want to be very clear here. I don't necessarily mean that you need to be throwing to him on every single play, but he needs to be a huge part of this offense. And you need to read early in the game how Philadelphia is defending him because 
if you have an opportunity, first of all, we're there manning him up, like take the shots down the field, give him an opportunity to be a playmaker in this game. He's shown he can make the plays, let him go out and do it. But number two, if Philadelphia is showing early in this game that when Christian Watson's going deep, the corner's staying with him and the safety's going to his side and he's taking two defenders with him down the field, by all means, use that to your advantage. Let him take two defenders down the field. Let things open up underneath for Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard and Robert Tunyon and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and anyone else you want to throw the ball to over the middle of the field or underneath because that's going to open up the rest of your offense and open up the middle of the field for Aaron Rodgers, who's going to have to take some shots in the middle of the field if that's what happens. So Listen, use him on some end arounds, meaning Christian Watson, you know, throw to him deep when you have the opportunities. But even if you're using him just as a decoy to get two defenders well down the course of the field so that it opens up things for everyone else, by all means, use that to your advantage. But Christian Watson needs to be a very, very key part of this game plan. And then number 10, Green Bay's sort of in this bizarre no man's land between you have everything to lose and you have nothing to lose. In all you know, it technically, I guess I would say they have everything to lose, right? One more loss is basically like the final dagger. It feels like Detroit was a final dagger. It feels like the Titans was a final dagger. This would be like the, all right, you know, you're in zombie mode at this point, And now the, the Eagles are trying to go for the brain and just make sure that even you aren't, you aren't getting up no matter what. But so you do have something to lose because you're at seven losses and if you do win your last six games somehow, you legitimately might have a chance to get into the playoffs. A loss here is the the final death blow to your season. So in some ways, you do have everything to lose. On the other hand, nobody's expecting you to win six games in a row. Nobody's expecting you to win this game. So go out and kind of play like you have everything to lose because your season is technically on the line, but kind of play like you have nothing to lose and just go out there and find a way to finally execute and play the game that you are capable of playing. Because against the Cowboys, we saw a little bit of it, but we just haven't seen a real true you know, Packers game where they dictated and played their brand of football. And like I said, you know, you play like play for everything, right? Play like you have everything to lose and nothing to lose all at once. Whether that means calling some trick plays, surprise onside kick, fake punt, I don't care. Like go out there, play with house money, and find a way to get some you know wins like on the field. Meaning you know take some chances, take some uh, you know gambles, and get some wins. And maybe you can find a way to sneak a win, and you know all of a sudden. Maybe you pick up a win against the Bears and you win two in a row, go into a bye week and, you know, say, screw it. Let's see what happens. You have four games left at that point. Do I think that's going to happen? No, I don't think that's probably going to happen. But stranger things have happened in this world and in the world of sports and in the world of the Green Bay Packers. So who the heck knows? And go, like I said, go out there and play like you have nothing to lose and, you know, give them hell. Like for lack of a better term, give them hell and see if you can pick up a win in Philadelphia when nobody's expecting you to do it. That being said, I'm not going to be as kind to the Packers in this one. I picked the Eagles pretty easily. I like Eagles 31, Packers 17, 14 point victory for the Eagles at home in their all black uniforms. And with everything to gain uh, by going to 10 and one, staying on top of the NFC. Meanwhile, the Packers, man, it would be nice to pick up a win like this to show that they're still capable of picking up wins like this, but this is just going to be a very difficult game. And I'm very interested to see how the Packers respond after 
like I said, a, a game that felt like a second dagger against the Titans this past week. So I got Eagles 31 to 17. Hope I'm wrong. Uh, shoot your predictions down below. I'd love to see them. I uh, hope you enjoy this game. Like I said, only six of them left. So enjoy every second of it. I know it's been a brutal season, but you know what? Still Packers football, still things to take away from it. And as I've said, uh, for the last months, you know, couple months is just enjoy the process because there's always something to take away from it. Enjoy your football Sunday. I will see you guys right back here tomorrow with an all new episode, breaking down Packers Eagles, hopefully with some really positive takeaways from the game. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.